Turnbuckle Trash is growing. Now, Turnbuckle Trash can be heard on Apple Podcast, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, and TuneIn. This is TurnbuckleTrash.net. Pro wrestling from a fan's perspective. I love video games and pro wrestling. With three fans who know how to talk some trash. None of these cross-eyed mouth breathers deserve to hear this voice. I guess it's time to take out the trash. Hi everyone, it's Dave Denton along with James Christopher Evans. He is in North Carolina. How are things in North Carolina today, James? Oh my gosh, it's nice and windy out here, taking a nice little drive, and then, boy, have we got a lot to talk about in professional wrestling today. Oh. It's been a real real hot hot shots, as we like to put it, hot shots. And we're getting ready for Royal Rumble coming up uh, this coming Sunday. <laughs> Not this Sunday, but is it this Sunday? I think it's this Sunday coming yeah. up. Yes, this yeah. Sunday. I've even got my wife excited about watching that. She's watched the last uh, couple of pay-per-views with me and kind of enjoyed them, so... But we do have a lot of things going on. I think I uh, want to remind listeners that we have a special segment coming up with a uh, independent pro wrestler. and He has started a new uh, a territory, or I, I wouldn't call it a territory, a new promotion in Utah. And we talk about how Utah is starting to make some inroads into what's going on in professional wrestling. We'll talk more of that. Zane joins us with that. Trey Matthews is the promoter, and we'll... We'll talk with him, and and don't forget to also check out our past uh, issues of Turnbuckle Trash. We talked to a radio personality who fills in with uh, for Glenn Beck on his radio show, but he also has a big wrestling background behind the scenes, doing managerial and helping him out. And it's a fascinating interview. It's on our uh, uh, podcast right before this one. So, Mister Evans, if you will, what's on your mind today? Well, let's talk M- Impact and AEW combining forces. Uh, how are you liking what you're seeing so far? You know, uh, I like it because I, I imagine, I'm just, I don't know fact, but I imagine with, with Kenny Omega appearing on Impact and then the Good Brothers coming back and appearing on AEW, you know, mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a certain amount of fans that are going to follow each one now. To see what's going on. I mean, you've got John Moxley saying he's going to be going after them, and uh, the Good Brothers attack everybody they can attack. They're just being who they are, uh, yeah. and uh, I, I'm I'm really enjoying that aspect, and I think it's going to be good for both promotions in the long run. I'm liking what Impact's doing. I just want to see if any more if anybody else is going to be crossing over to Impact. Will Chris Jericho? make his debut on impact which that would be groundbreaking right off the bat yeah but i don't know my question is and this is besides impact what is the deal with Brody lee's son right now i mean i've never i've seen the kid he's got the mask on he's cutting promos yeah you know that that's one of the things that happened after his uh, father passed away suddenly uh john huber and of course Brody Mm -hmm. lee was his ring name in all elite luke harper in the WWE and uh, this family, you know, they're, they're missing the father, one of the big breadwinners <laughs> and oh, yeah. the, the dark order and everybody backstage, I guess is just kind of taken on to this kid because he's a huge wrestling fan and yeah. he gets it. It's not like, you know, when you and I were seven years old going, 
oh boy, the bad guy's gonna beat up on the good guy, and the good guy's gonna oh, come yeah. out. He understands what's going on, and I think that's what yeah. is so amazing about that. Now, uh, Wednesday night, this uh, is last night, they did his birthday celebration, which mm-hmm. there was a couple of botches in that that were just, oh, you're going, oh, okay, they didn't think this thing out now quite, did they? Uh, no. Hangman, they tried to do one of those jump-ups, didn't quite make it. It was, nope. it was funny. But you know, I'm I'm wondering how long it's going to be before the luster uh, wears off uh, about doing this kid as having signed and and they have signed a contract with him yeah. for training and and actually giving him as family money to help live uh, throughout the coming years. But I'm wondering how long they're going to keep him on TV. If not, you know, maybe just bringing him back occasionally. That's that's what I would prefer instead of having him every week. So that's just my yeah, opinion. I would too. I mean. He's just a small little kid, and then he had, didn't he say he wanted to face John Moxley in an all, in an all out street fight? Yeah, <laughs> it was like, what? Wait a minute, <laughs> kid, you whoa, you're not even past the sixth grade yet. You want to go bob wire matches? Yeah. So wait a minute, hold on. When they came out but, on yeah, like, was, yeah, when they came out Wednesday night and they were celebrating his birthday, they had the big table uh-huh. up there with the birthday cake, and they were lighting it. I looked at uh, my wife and said, somebody's going to be eating that cake. And towards the end of the match, uh, you could Someone see. Ate it. Oh, yeah. You could see Luther and. Colt yeah. Cabana. Yeah. yeah, it was Colt, Colt Cabana. They were they were wrestling on the little rampway. And I said, oh, here it comes. Here it comes. And then he did his move where he picks up Luther. And, and Luther's face is still forward when he gets him. And he's going to slam him to the table. Uh-huh. And. They didn't quite have it aimed properly. So Luther, being the pro he is, reaches over and grabs a, a little bit of cake that, that there wasn't very much on his face because they didn't get it in the right place. So he reaches uh-huh. over and grabs the cake and smears it on his face. I said, what oh a pro. Gosh. What a pro. Yeah, what a pro. Yeah. He's a team player, ladies and gentlemen. He's a team, team player. <laughs> so, He's a team you know, player. Took one for the team. Go ahead. I don't have, I don't wow. have a problem with what they're doing with a negative one, but – I'm just wondering how long it's going to be before the luster wears off and the fans are going to say, come on, that's enough. Um, yeah. You know, I'm kind of, you know, I don't want to say I'm at that point because I don't want to seem crass because I lost uh-huh. my father when I was four years old. But, yeah. you know, um, seven-year-old in the ring with these guys, even though they're trained, it could be kind of dangerous. And I'm hoping that something doesn't happen uh, in the future. But you know what? Hats off to to AEW and Tony Khan for taking care of that family. Uh, That's true. John Huber must have been so well thought of uh, backstage. And everything you hear from uh, talking to, uh, hearing the other wrestlers talk about him, from the WWE guys to the AEW guys, independent guys, uh, they had nothing but praise for that man. It's a shame that it was basically an undiagnosed lung condition that got out of hand uh, before they could save his life, uh, but uh, he was—I always loved him with when he was with the Wyatt family. He was, you know, I love Bray oh, Wyatt. Yeah, but Luke Harper, man, he had you know Luke Harper. Yeah, he was that good. Look, that yeah. look, those eyes wide open. It's like this is a psychopath right here. But it was good. He he had he had a good promo and he had a good look to him. But I mean, our our condolences again to to the family of what's happened. But I mean, that's just the way the cards are drawn sometimes, yeah. but uh, uh, what are you thinking about Impact? So, I mean, with uh, AEW 
so far? Do you think it's getting better? Is it getting? I, I would think whether stumbling a little bit too much. What do you think? No, I think I think you're going to see this being more than just Kenny Omega pretty soon. I mean, I've been mm-hmm. hearing rumors of Ken Shamrock getting involved and uh, things like. I think I think it's going to be good. And then a rumor I read this morning. Uh, they said, "Will Tony Khan buy out Impact Wrestling?" Nah. You know, it, nah. that that's tying up an awful lot of money in two promotions, and one of them is not extremely established yet. I mean, you know. Well, one of them doesn't need. I mean, come on, Impact is Impact is like the WNBA or something like that. Uh, uh-huh. Nobody hardly watches it, so it's up to it's up to him if he wants to buy it. So be it. You got two organizations now. And maybe if uh, if everybody will work together, maybe the NWA, Impact, and AEW can, you know, work together. You know, and, and but, there's some groundwork there with uh, the, NW, the NWA women's champion, Serena Deeb, still performing there and uh, defending mm-hmm. her belt. But I'm, I'm not so sure that uh, if that all will happen. I hope it does. I hope all the promotions will get together and share talent, do a show together here and there. And I don't know if you've heard the latest rumor about the WWE, but there's a rumor. Once again, it's on the internet, so you got to believe everything that's on the internet that All Vince McMahon might be interested in purchasing Ring of Honor. Again, wow. Again, well, there's still that again. rumor out there. And well, you, I mean, it would be no. I just don't see it. I don't either. I don't. I don't see it. I mean, what's going to happen? Could you see Mark and Jay Briscoe in the WWE? I would personally love it to see them going up against somebody like the New Day. Yep. You know, because there's such contrasting styles. I mean, the Briscoe yeah. brothers are one of my favorite t- tag teams of all time. I'm I love watching yeah, those Briscoes two. Are, the Briscoes oh. are them boys know what they doing. But I tell you right now, I mean, I would love to see them in the WWE, but. Uh, I mean, you hardly don't see, hear anything from Ring of Honor that much until you're with the true cha- uh, true world champion or whatever it is. The pure. The true champion. The, the pure. pure champion. If, if, the pure champion. Now, that's the only thing that's really brought mainstream media wrestling back was that because it had one heck of a tournament. And, uh, I mean, where are all the tournaments going off to now? You don't have those for the number one contender for this or the number one contender for that. Or, I like it. I like it when they do things so, like that. Then on NXT, they're also doing a tournament with the the Dusty Rose American Dream Tag Team Tournament Championship, uh, and oh, yeah. they're also doing it with the women's. You know, the women, the wrestlers. The so they're well, you starting. Brought, to... You said something about uh, who was the tag team that just came in that you liked so much? Um, uh, the Rascals. The Rascals. That's yeah. it. The Rascals. They wow. just came in. And, uh, yeah, uh, we're going to – yeah, the Rascals and, you know, more power to them. They are so fast. I watched, I've watched two of their matches now on NXT, and those guys are quick. They are sudden, you know, and they have some innovative moves too. So kind of interesting <laughs> seeing how they're going to hold that up. And uh, yeah. so, uh, yeah, with everything that's going on in the world, uh, we also hear the possibilities that uh, – with ROH, you know, having their pure championship, which I thought was an absolutely wonderful tournament. I mean, I oh, loved yes, that was. tournament. It was so good. It was good. And uh, now, you know, now is the time that people are starting to talk about fans coming back. And how is that going to affect 
the wrestling fan and the wrestling organizations. You know, AEW has around 1,000 to 1,500 fans, not just the wrestlers around the ringside, but they, they got some <laughs> fans. And I was just looking, I think it was on USA Today, they were crediting uh, Vince McMahon for bringing the fans back. I said, no, 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 that was that was AEW. They, they started bringing in the fans first to uh, help oh, yeah. get some crowd noise in there, so... Well, we need to. I mean, we need we need to break this uh, this new this new norm that's coming about with the masks, and we can't go out, and it's only going to be certain amount. I mean, wrestling is not wrestling without the fans there interacting with the wrestlers. But uh, it, with, with this uh, with this new COVID coming out, and uh, a friend of mine and his daughter and his wife had just tested positive wow. for COVID nineteen. Yeah. Uh, so I mean. I'm around it every day, folks. It, it's not fake. It's real. But, um, I mean, look at the Lord. What can you do? What can you do? Well, you know, so. that that's the thing with, about this, Chris, and I don't want to get into it too much. We oh, don't, I don't either. You yeah. know, I, I said this at, right at the beginning of the pandemic. Our mm-hmm. leadership in, in from local to state to county governments to, you know, every little government body that's out there, they had to make some very tough decisions with limit, oh, yes. with very limited information, to be honest with you. That's and true. Some people made some big mistakes. Some people got it right on the on nail on the head. What I can't stand is uh, people on social media, and you know, we we grag on the social media all the time. But there are some people that on so- social media that just get mean. Uh, because they see somebody wearing a mask. Well, I'm going to wear a mask. You won't get mad at me with me. You know what? I don't care. If you want to call me names, I don't care. You know, that's the thing. I'm just showing some respect, and that's that's the whole thing. It is. But it is. with, with the, the two vaccines out now, and once again, there are still bumps in the road. You know, there's some distribution problems here and there. Here in Utah, mm-hmm. our local uh, uh, health department had some computer issues for a few days so they're a little bit behind and i saw that in i think it was in michigan that twelve thousand twelve thousand vials of the medicine had to be thrown out because of a refrigeration problem that kind of thing's going to happen but i hate when people place blame oh they didn't do this right that's why that happened you know we're in an unprecedented time right now Mistakes are going to happen. So, oh yeah, yeah, that's all there is to it. Yeah. Mistakes are going to happen. Mistakes are going to happen. Um, we did over one thousand car, uh, one thousand cars on Wednesday and Saturday when I was working, and you'd be surprised the people and there was people coming up asking if there was extra shots. Uh, it was the older the older generation, and it's very hard to turn people away when you're so scared. But other than that, besides that shot, we've got another shot coming up, and that's called the Royal Rumble. I'm going to insert so. something here before we start talking about the Royal Rumble, okay? Okay, sorry. You know, in my on my radio program, I had a I do a segment called uh, Stupid News, and in uh-huh. the Stupid News, I had a story over in England where the police departments were called out there because of loud crowds in front of a building, not practicing social distancing and not doing what they're supposed to do. Of course, this is in England, and they and their restrictions are more so than here in the United States right now. 
because they had yep. that second string that hit them real hard right at the first. But the uh -huh. police get there, and they were expecting to have a bunch of young people, a bunch of beer drinkers, you know, causing problems and having a party. No, uh -huh. it was a bunch of senior citizens waiting to get their shots. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Oh, I got the right to party. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that just you don't take a laugh. shot, you ain't going to have a party much longer. That, that's, that's here nor there. Yeah, so. let's talk a little bit about, you brought it up just a second ago. Let's talk about the WWE Royal Rumble, which I enjoy the Royal Rumble match every year, and I'm looking forward to this year's too. I'm I'm going to look forward to it. I don't have a specific person that I'm going to pick to win the Rumble because I don't know. Okay, I'll pick our truth. What the heck? No. <laughs> I'll pick our truth. Hey, what the? No, heck? but yeah, I, but I am expecting somebody to make a return to the WWE as a surprise entrance. And if he does show up, I, I know everybody will be just cringing because we know the fix is in. Well, so, I, I think I know who you're talking about because we can't see him, right? No, can't. Not that one. Not see him, but uh, the Beast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That could I'm, that I, could I, happen. That could happen, yes. And I'm I've got this eerie feeling that okay, he didn't sign with AEW. He didn't sign with anybody. He's been out for how many? How long has Brock been out now? I think since, since WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Yeah. Okay, so he's been out since WrestleMania. He looks like a, a mountain man with a beard. Um, yeah, I see Brock Lesnar coming back at the Royal Rumble, but I just cannot pick a winner to the Royal Rumble this year. I don't think it would be John Cena. I really don't. Um, I don't even think Cena's going to be a part of it, but you never know. He could show up. Yeah. Who knows? It's always a surprise to see who's going to show up at the Rumble. Yeah, they'll always they'll have a couple of older performers coming in to get a little pop from the crowd. But here's a name that I, I thought people might have forgotten because he's been out for several months now. Braun Strowman. That'd be a good return that, for him. Yeah, no, there's another one that's been out for some time. Uh, Kurt Angle's so-called son. Jordan? Jordan. He's been in the ring practicing and getting ready. Jason Jordan has been making uh, in-ring, you know, not performances, but he's been in the ring training and getting ready for his return. I wouldn't be surprised if he made a, an appearance at the Royal Rumble. But, uh, I mean, who knows who it's going to be? I don't. That that's that's going to be the fun part. It's it's who's the yeah, surprise entrance and see what's going to happen. I still go back to Heath Slater from a couple of years ago. Heath gets uh, never even gets into the ring because somebody coming out of the ring was mad. They beat up a Heath Slater, and then he goes up to the ring again, and somebody else comes out beats up on him a little bit. That was yeah, no. the, that was my favorite moment of uh, Royal Rumbles. But well, of course, we could always have that. Uh, Rumble fumble with Titus O'Neil. What happened with Titus? Sprinting at full speed. And his his foot got caught or uh, a ghost came under him and, and swept his foot or there was a, a banana peel that was hard to see. Unbelievable! I don't believe, I can't what, believe I what I just, just saw! What I just saw! Don't believe what I just saw. I love it when a plan comes together. You seem to know what you're doing.
greatest moment in Royal Rumble history. But let me ask you this, since we're on the subject, uh, did you see the Raw where they had all the legends again? Did you think it was stupid? Did you think it was awkward? That I mean, I didn't like it. I didn't like it with Raw. I thought having the legends just sit up there and watching matches were, was kind of ridiculous. Well, I thought they were um, setting up Randy Orton to, to take a big fall because he would go to each one of the legends and, and say how he was going to take them out again, did it to Mark yeah. Henry, did it to Ric Flair. I figured at least one of them, maybe the big show, would, would show up and knock him out or something, but nope. you know, they didn't do that. So that more power to them. I, you know, I will say this, and I mean this with all sincerity. I have complained. I have moaned. I have put hashtags out there that Monday Night Raw has been so bad for about the past six months. But you take about a month, month and a half, all of that, and some of their storylines are getting pretty intense and pretty good. And uh, But that still doesn't get back to them opening up a segment with 20 minutes and then doing highlight packages throughout what they what you just saw maybe five minutes ago. Let's rehash that. Let's go to the videotape. <laughs> Uh, they I know, it's it. always the same uh, thing, over and over and over, over again. and over oh. again. But Monday Night Raw has, has they've been seeing a little uptick in their ratings over the last couple of weeks. And I mm-hmm. think part of that has to do with Alexa Bliss and uh, Randy Orton. You know, the Fiend is still there, but they're just using him as a setup for Alexa Bliss. And that playground segment she's doing... And she brought out Oscar this week. I mm-hmm. absolutely loved it, and not I just I know you did. Not just because I'm a big fan of Alexa Bliss, I'm also a big fan of Oscar, and to watch their facial reactions and how they contorted and and how they reacted mm-hmm. to each other, and Oscar's look when they took the lights down and they come back up, and Alexa's in a completely different outfit, different makeup, and she's just got those staring eyes and she's got beautiful eyes by the way uh they just make me melt but that segment i thought was so well done to end uh monday night raw this past week so well there there is something about asuka that when she was in new japan pro wrestling she has the same look because she had a different uh oh she had a different you know gimmick she had the wild face paint and she looked like a zombie and yeah, one, so, one of the pictures I saw her, she had that Heath Ledger Joker makeup on, you know? Yes, looked good on yes. Her. So I wouldn't it be surprised good. if that happened, you know, down the road with Alexa mm-hmm. Bliss and Asuka. Oh, Asuka yeah. puts it, because, hey, why not? You know, does uh, does New Japan have a, a copyright on everything with face paint? I don't think so. So they could do not something like with Vince, that. Not like Vince McMahon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Vince McMahon has a copyright on everything from toenail polish to everything i mean good lord you can't go five you can't even say two words without that man uh doing copyright claims yeah. i mean geez it's, it's funny it's just it's awful hey speaking so, of uh, vince mcmahon uh, i'm going to go back to our previous podcast uh and uh that was jim katz who uh, fills in with uh for glenn beck on his radio program sometimes and uh-huh. uh we were talking about vince mcmahon and then also uh, the subject came up about one of your favorites, Jimmy oh. Cornette. Uh oh, here we go. Yeah. Now you got to think. Jim's telling me, and he says that he's good friends with Jim Cornette. 
So uh-huh. all of a sudden in my head, I'm going, Glenbeck, Katz, conservative. So I'd asked, I asked him, I said, how does that work? He says, oh, we don't talk politics. Yeah. So we'll just talk wrestling and other things, but politics is off the map for us. And then I, uh, you made a reaction to what I put on our Facebook page that uh, Jim Cornette called Chris Jericho a bunch of names and then unfriended him. Yeah. Because well, of his support for the former president, Donald Trump. How childish. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll just say it right now, Jimmy, that was childish. If you don't want to be friends with the guy, but don't call him names because he has a little political difference than you. Because you could call me well, a lot of names. Yeah, I know. But Jim Cornette actually just almost, I think he discovered Chris Jericho when they were up in Canada and uh, uh, Jim had Smoky Mountain Wrestling going on and Jim brought uh, Chris Jericho and Lance Storm in, and they became a tag team, and they that's how Chris got his big start. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Uh, politics is probably the worst thing that could break up a family, break up a friendship uh, in about five seconds. It's just the way it is, and uh, I'm not going to say anything about you know politics anymore because every time I open up my mouth, I have these Facebook fact checkers or I got somebody who's an expert in politics Tell me where I need to take my, you know, my, uh, my views. Yeah. They have a lot to learn about anatomy, too. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's almost physically impossible doing that. Hey, I can't mm-hmm. shove it there. There's no way. Yeah, you need to watch the Three Stooges. Put on a Stooges, no, 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 no. Put on a Stooges uh, little promo thing going. But other yeah. than that, what else have we got? Well, I've got, one on? more, I've got one more thing about politics. Okay, here we okay. go. Okay. There is the talk right now. And it's been on a podcast, and I can't remember which podcast it was now. A man who's a wrestling fan but also wrote a book about Donald Trump is saying uh-huh. he would not be surprised to see Linda McMahon run for president. It won't happen, guys. I'll put it right now. Mark my word. It's not going to happen. No. She's not going to run for president. There's too much uh, dark history with Vince McMahon. And Linda has a couple of skeletons in the closet as well. Sorry, guys. Don't we happen. all? That's not going to happen. So Not going to happen. But, you know, the dark side of the ring is fixing to redo their season again. I'm and gonna, I can't wait to see. And I cannot wait to see the one with uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. This is going to be good. Yeah, that one, their very first one, I think, is going to be about Brian Pillman. Oh, and yes. Course, that'll be a good one, yes, too. They'll, they'll have a lot of Stone Cold on that one. And then his mm-hmm. son, Brian Pillman Jr., is uh, now a mid-card guy, basically, on the AEW. He's been moving up to the the main roster, if you want to call Dark, the you know the the roster underneath it. But he's been doing some wrestling matches and getting a little getting a little time on the big TV screen. So that, well, that's good. <laughs> you know, I, I, when I, when you opened up your gift, I'm trying to break off from here. But when you opened up the gift, that toy belt in your hand looked like a, a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like a quarter. I swear I looked at it, I went, what the world? Yeah, but I, I, I got no. big hands, guys. I can't, I can, you know. <laughs> I got big that's hands good. and big feet, and I got a belly that's even bigger, you know. But, yeah, oh I, I, I am not a small man. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm six foot one, okay. That's, that's not huge, but it's a big no, man. So. Not a bit, not a bit. So uh, I wanted to to talk about John Moxley a little bit. I, I have, Ooh, you, you know, John we, Moxley. You know, what do you think about John Moxley and his role in AEW right now? Uh, mediocre for right now. Cuts a real good promo. Um, 
I don't think they're using John Moxley the right way. I think he's but to me they're not using him the right way. I think he's better as a uh, like a hardcore wrestler, but we don't really want to watch hardcore anymore. And that's what he is. But he cuts a good promo. Uh, he was good as a champion. I liked him. But, mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think of him? I, I think he's just, like, mediocre. He's not the greatest in the in the ring. No, I, to me. No, I thought he did well. The, the I like the storyline when he won the championship from La Champion. I, I enjoyed that, yeah. And, you know. Yesterday, by the way, during the AEW, I was wearing my uh, Bubbly Bunch t-shirt. Uh, ah. Yeah, and now I'm wearing my Orange Cassidy t-shirt today. So There you go. But anyway, Moxley, I, you know, I think that uh, the COVID-19 thing kind of took some air out of his, uh, out of his reign because he had to miss mm-hmm. several title defenses, and I think that kind of took, you know, deflated the, the balls out just a little bit for him. Yep. But the good news is – that he and Renee are expecting a baby. So congratulations oh, yeah. to them. And then one more thing about John Moxley. Gotcha. Go Evidently, John Moxley is in the process of writing a book. Oh, wow. Talking about his early days in wrestling and then talking about being a member of the Shield. That one mm-hmm. could be good because he didn't really leave WWE on the best of terms. No, he did not. He left on some really bad terms with the WWE, and I bet you he's got some stories that would, uh, you know, wow, would make Mick Foley's book look like a nightmare, but I don't really know. I like John. I think John Moxley is a good wrestler, but he he got into those, as somebody would finally say, you know, those uh, mid-card, outs, outs, uh, let's see, uh, outlaw mud mud shows outlaw mud shows that they all they have to fall on bob wire and, and glass bottles and glass you know uh light tubes and all that and it's, yeah but it's an out, outlaw mud show but i like john i thought he was he's a good wrestler he's like i said cuts a good promo he looks good in the ring not no problems whatsoever be expecting but him just, to have more of a role in this impact in uh and uh, yeah. AEW thing. I think he's already appeared yeah. on Impact, got beat up by the Good Brothers, but you know mm-hmm. he, he's he. I I think he's going to be filling more of a role there. Besides Chris Jericho, who would you put up <laughs> against Kenny Omega in a feud? I I don't know if there's oh, another one wow. right now that I would say, yeah, let's let's get him going after the uh, the championship. Uh, Cody doesn't doesn't excite me about going no. after the champion. One of the young bucks. Dar- no, Darby okay. Allen. Well, he's already got the North American. Well, oh man. Well, the only person that I could think of that would make a a good run of the champion uh, would be Orange Cassidy. And you know that's a possibility. Who knows? I'd like it would to be see Orange Cassidy. I'd I'd like to see Orange Cassidy have a belt. I really would. I. I think uh, to me he was the breakout star of star of last year uh, because you know I think all, all except uh, my wife and Zane we weren't real fond of Orange Cassidy for a while but now I'm a fan I enjoy watching his work. Well, I was never a fan of Orange Cassidy, but he grew on me. Uh, I, I mean, he's got he knows what he's doing in the ring. The boy's got some years behind him, and he's good. He's got a pro, he's got a gimmick that everybody loves. Yeah. And, I, I everyone loves sticking their hands in their pockets. I love to see you do that in a cage match and see what happens. Yeah. 
but it's not going to work. That, um, that's no. true. That is true. Stick your hands in your pockets and get your clock clean. Yeah, that's not so, right, sticking your hands in your pocket. In your pockets. What yeah. are you doing there? So, uh, uh, we have some legal news for you today. Legal news. Oh, boy. Uh, the AEW is trying to trademark too sweet and the hand gesture. It's not trend, but trademarked. But wait a minute. Why Hogan's fix? Oh, Lord. Here comes Hogan. Uh-huh. Here comes Hogan. Here comes Nash. Here comes Hall. Here That's comes where it's going to come. Yeah, and then you got the New Japan guys. They're going to be talking New about Japan's it. New Japan's going to come. Then you have D-Generation X is going to come to it. Uh-huh. Oh, Lord. This is going to get this that, is going to get messy. <laughs> that could, could be kind of fun That's to watch, get, huh? That's going to be very messy, 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 messy. Yeah. <laughs> so just Is a little bit. else? Yeah, just a, couple, just a couple of minutes. We're going to be talking uh, with Zane. He's going to join us, and we're going to talk with a new promotion in uh, in Utah called Dive Wrestling. They're having their second event this coming Saturday. But we do have uh, a little bit to talk about on uh, entertainment scene. Young Rock is going to be coming up on NBC February the 18th. This is kind of following the the career and the life of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Every hero has an origin story, but not a full mustache at age 15. It's The Rock's true life story. What's your name again? Tomas. Why'd you say your name was Tomas? Because it sounds way cooler than Dwayne. From then to now. Things change just like that. When you dream big, the sky's the limit. I'll have your finest tequila. No. Fine, I'll have a vodka martini. No. Young Rock, February 16th on NBC. And they're going to have actors playing him in three different fields. Dwayne's actually going to play his father, uh, Rocky Johnson, during this part. I'm looking forward to it, and I think you will look forward to it if you think about Rocky Johnson and where he wrestled a whole lot. Where he got oh, yeah. He wrestled in Memphis. He'll be. So does that mean Jerry Lawler is going to have a, a thing in this? Could because be because him and Lawler, him and Lawler had a uh, going for the Southern Heavyweight Title. And by the way, when Rocky Johnson won that title from Jerry Lawler, yep, I was you were there. I was there. I, I, I loved it. Now, you brought up Jerry Lawler, and I'm just, and I got, I forgot I was going to do this, but I went to see Wonder Woman '84. I okay. enjoyed it. If you go to see the movie, you got to watch closely because Jerry Lawler makes a cameo appearance in it. Oh, really? It's actually a, a magazine cover. I think it's from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, but I didn't see which magazine it was. But there was Jerry the King Lawler on the big screen. <laughs> Way to go, Jerry! Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Well, that's amazing. Uh-huh. You can't get away. You can't get away from Memphis all the time. It's Memphis. Oh. So, the best wrestling on the product. Yeah, I watch it all the way. I always, I always watch it on YouTube, and I get to see, um, guys. I put, I think I put it on our Facebook page. Did I put the one where Jerry the King Lawler and Eric Embry went at it? And if you'll notice, I may have to post it again. Uh, Eric Embry hits one of the promoters, and Jerry comes out and starts beating on Eric, and then at the end of it. Jerry's walking away from the ring. He's got uh, someone's jacket. There's two people standing there. And I'll post it again, and you'll have to really slow it down, but it's me and Kelly. 
Oh, cool. We were real young, and Kelly is yelling at the king, and the king uh, takes the jacket, and I think he almost throws it towards Kelly to get, you know, to keep. Yeah. The thing was shredded off pieces. Oh, wow. And uh, I had to really pack up the tape, and I cannot remember what year that was. Well, I think it was back in 90, 92, 93. Yeah, you guys were just youngsters then. Yep. Yeah. And now, uh, it, it now, go ahead. For those that don't know, uh, Kelly is is my nephew, your cousin, and yes. Kelly passed away last year uh, of a disease mm-hmm. of a uh, of a disease that runs in my family. So uh, he was part yes. of our uh, podcast many times, and he was actually at the event uh, in Memphis, Tennessee, where the no the Yes movement actually got started when yep. they stormed he the sure ring did. and took it over. Kelly was there that night, so that's a great memory. Let me know which uh, YouTube that is. And because I'd love to see it, see if I can pick you guys out. Okay, what I'll do is uh, once I get home, I'll I'll send it I'll uh, send it to you by messenger, and you can look for it. Because as soon as the as soon as uh, Jerry walks away from the ring, you see two guy two kids, and I and Kelly and I are right there. And uh, Jerry turns to looks at both of us because Kelly was yelling right at Jerry. So <laughs> cool. So it was it was pretty cool. Real fun to get back on Turnbuckle Trash again. I've loved every minute of it. Oh, it's always fun. Chris, you stay safe, yep. especially with your job at the hospital. Tell everyone what city you're in, North Carolina. Yep. Uh, we're in, I'm in Statesville, North Carolina. It's right outside of Charlotte. Uh, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, we've got over uh, 65 cases of COVID-19 right now, and, and it's coming up. Yeah. But uh, keep your distance, wear your mask, have a good time. Please uh, do everything you can to stay away from this, and if you have to, isolate yourself. So be it. Ten days. Get yourself tested. Please, folks, do it for your family. Do it for your loved ones. Yeah, I got a little ill uh, about a week ago, and I wound up getting another test, but it was negative. So anyway, Chris, you take care of yourself. Thanks for being with us on Turnbuckle Trash. Zane and Trey will come up next, okay? Sounds good. Now it's time to go to school. You like wrestling? Yeah. It's sort of like wrestling, except uh, they ain't mad. It's called suspension of disbelief. It's like wrestling for fun. <laughs> like wrestling. Nothing like that. This is unbelievable. Friends and neighbors, boys and girls, puppy dogs of all ages, it is time once again for this thing we call Turnbuckle Trash. And join us on telephone. We've got a three-way call going on tonight. Uh, Zane Peterson, uh, my tag team partner. How you doing, Zane? Hi, Dave. Uh, just very, just kind of relaxed. Okay. <laughs> you must have just got home from work, and you're not ready to to really get into uh, this yet, huh? I guess not. <laughs> I guess not. Hi, Dave. Well, a lot of excitement there. I love that. No, I was only yeah. I was only serious there, Zane. And join us on uh, the telephone right now. Uh, I'll, I'll just say this: I'm in Logan right now. Zane is in Manti, correct, Zane? Yes, Dave. All right. Now, in Roy, which is closer to Logan than it is to uh, Manti, we have uh, Trey on the phone with us uh, right now. Uh, Trey Matthews. And Trey Matthews, uh, welcome to Turnbuckle Trash. Trey? Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me. How's it going? Going great. So we wanted to get Trey on here because he is the man with the plan behind a new promotion coming to the Salt Lake City area. They've already had one event. It's called Dive Wrestling. And uh, we wanted to talk about Dive Wrestling in just a little bit. But, Trey, before we get into that, I wanted to ask you, 
Uh, just kind of what got you involved with this thing we call professional wrestling. Yeah, so uh, honestly, like, I can never remember a time in my life where wrestling wasn't a part of it. Um, my parents tell the story that when I was a baby, they were flipping through the channels, and they hadn't watched wrestling for years and years. They were flipping through the channels, and they just happened to flip on wrestling, crying all night. I just stopped crying when wrestling was on. And then uh, they flipped the channel again, and so they're like, all right, I guess we're watching wrestling tonight. And yeah, I was like... Wrestling has been a part of my life ever since I can remember. I've never wanted to do anything else with my life besides be a professional wrestler. Uh, it's always been, the, always been the plan for me. Dave and I, we've always, um, it's interesting that how we've came together on this, a little, a, little, a little precursor before the question, but, um, you know, Dave goes way back in wrestling to, like, Memphis and, and uh, uh, all these, all these uh, the, the Mid-South wrestling and, and things like that, and and I'm a little bit of a, a younger whippersnapper than Dave, you know. And my time goes back to, you know, the Monday Night Wars and and WCW. Uh, we've talked multiple times about. Uh, I was in Salt Lake City for uh, for Nitro when it was Bill Goldberg's very first match against Hugh Morris. So tell us yeah. a little bit about, um, you know. Where where does where does your your wrestling days and your wrestling background tie? You know what when when where does where does all that fit in? Yeah, so it's funny that you were actually at that show where Goldberg debuted because my dad was at that show and he tells me memories <laughs> from being at that show. But uh, yeah, really the first wrestling match I can actually like physically remember watching was the uh, Hardys and Edge and Christian and that first ever tag team ladder match. So that's kind of where like my wrestling memories start is just. Parties, Edge and Christian, Dudley's, you know, and then, uh, yeah, so just watching WWE like that, and then I actually learned about, like, the independent wrestling scene and, like, TNA and Ring of Honor and smaller companies like that when, like, Jeff Hardy left WWE and went to TNA. That was the thing that, like, introduced me to a whole other world of wrestling. And so, yeah, just kind of, and then as I got older, just discovering different kinds of wrestling and different little shows, Ring of Honor, TNA, and really if there's wrestling on the TV, man, I'm trying to watch it. It doesn't really matter what it is. Doing a little investigating on, on Trey Matthews, and I see not only are you uh, a promoter, but you, um, you've you got some moves, man. So tell us a little bit about uh, what what inspired you to get in the ring and then to make that, that – uh, that uh, crossover from, from you know, being in the ring to actually starting a promotion and starting and producing and things like that. Yeah. Um, so the main thing that, so like I was saying earlier, the I've always wanted to be a professional wrestler. That's all I've ever wanted to do with my life um, is be a professional wrestler. It's all I've planned for. Everything I did in high school was kind of for that. So like I took a lot of theater classes and. Um, acting classes, speaking, like speaking classes and stuff like that. Um, so everything I've done, I've tried to build up so I could be a professional wrestler. Uh, I actually went to a independent show with, because Robbie E was on it from uh, Impact Wrestling. Robbie mm-hmm. was on it, and I was like, that looks, that sounds fun. I'll go to that because I'm, I'm a fan of Robbie E. I just started asking around because it was Salt Lake, and I just started asking everybody, hey, 
start training. You know, I was probably 16 at the time, and so I waited. I waited around for a while until Jeff worked mm-hmm. and he trained in the garage for a little while for free. And then when it was too cold to train in the garage, we just go to uh, a gymnastics gym, and we would just be taking bumps on like the gymnastics mats and stuff like that. And so, uh, yeah, so that's how I started training. And then Orcat moved over to UCW. And so I just went with him. So I'm like, all right, Orcat's my guy. He trained me. This is where I'm going. So I went over to UCW with him and found a lot of success there doing the Brother Smith tag team. So that's kind of where that started. And then once COVID hit, everything just shut down. There was nothing running. There was nobody doing anything. And so I was going freaking mad because for the first time since I was 16, I wasn't training on a consistent basis. And I was just like, well, what what are the solutions? I'm not a, I don't like to sit back and just wait for things to happen. I'm a very uh, make things happen type of person. And so I started looking into buying my own wrestling ring. And so I actually went out and purchased one off Monster, off MonsterRings.com. And just bought a wrestling ring. And luckily, my parents were nice enough to let me put it in their garage and store it at their house and stuff. So I just stayed in my the apartment. And so, yeah, and then uh, I just created a group chat on Messenger and was like, hey, who wants to come train? I got a ring now. Let's get it going. And so uh, we started doing that in the garage. And then we were sitting there one day after training, just all hanging out, having a good time, talking, you know. And, uh, I don't remember if it was me or somebody else, so we were just like, what if we what if we just started our own promotion? And we just tried to put on shows when stuff was back when stuff's back to normal. Like I'm sure we could have some shows and like nobody knew when UCW was coming back, you know, nobody knew what was going on with it or anything like that. And so I was like, Yeah, let's just start our own promotion. And so that's kinda how the genesis of starting everything went. Hey, uh, I tell you what, uh, Dive Wrestling has already have one event. Uh, tell us about that event, the Dive Wrestling Number One, and uh, how that's going to be leading up to uh, what you're going to be doing uh, for the Dive uh, Show uh, that's coming up uh, for you on the 23rd of January, January 23rd, which is this Saturday, by the way. Yeah. So, uh, kind of how the Dive Wrestling thing started. If you don't mind me telling a little side story here. Is, uh, so after we decided that we uh, wanted to start our promotion, we had to find a building because obviously I can't run shows out of my parents' garage. The garage barely <laughs> the one, you know. <laughs> and so like I knew awesome. I knew we kind of I knew we had something though because even when we were training in the garage, people were like we'd train with the door open because it's not too hot, and so people would stop their cars and they'd be sitting there watching us train for a little while, or people would park and then just come and stand in the driveway, and so. I was uh I went and got some Taco Bell for lunch, and then I was driving past uh, on 1900 and Roy. I decided to take the back way because the lights were going crazy, like there was a power outage or something like that. And so I drove past this place called the Powerhouse Promotion, and I'm like, huh, I wonder what that is, because I know like they have like MMA promotion signs up and stuff like that. And so I literally just pulled into their parking lot and knocked on the door. And uh, the building owner, Sean Powers, just happened to be, like, standing right by the door when I got there. And so I, like, knocked on the door. I'm like, hey, I want to start a wrestling promotion. I have my own ring. You have somewhere I can put the ring. And he's like, oh, man, I got the perfect place for you. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, that's literally how the build, how we ended up in the building that we're in. Is I walked up and knocked on the door. 
and just happen to be just happen to be like minded people and in a like minded situation where we just want to make things better and just do things. Um, so yeah, then we scheduled our first show for November. Uh, we did all the promotion for it, had the posters made up, everything like that, and then there was a really bad COVID outbreak, and so we decided it would be for the best interest of everybody that we cancel that show. So we canceled the show, um, which really sucked. It was a bummer. I was actually in Florida on vacation when we canceled it, um, so that kind of put a damper on things. And then, uh, so we just rescheduled it for December. I'm like, we're going to reschedule it. We'll announce it. And just hopefully things will be better by December. Hopefully it'll be at least good enough that we can run a show. And so, yeah, luckily everything worked out for the December show. And we ended up, we did, I think, 40 seats. So it was like, pretty spaced out. Everybody wore masks and everything. And we were actually turning people away at the door. Oh, which was right. really cool. It was an awesome, like, awesome experience, you know. Not that we had to turn people away, but know that there's a lot of interest in it that, like, we were half and it turned people down, you know. Um, and then that show actually went really good. We only had five matches, uh, kept it at a tight like hour and a half, which I kind of prefer. I don't like when yeah. wrestling shows are four hours, especially an indie show, which is too much to sit through. Um, yeah, but I ended up wrestling Martin Kasaf that show. I think we ended up going like 25, 28 minutes. Uh, oh beating each other up all over the place. I took a pretty gnarly power bomb on the outside. Um, but yeah, so everything, all that led up to the first show. And then I'm like, well, let's just keep the momentum rolling. And I didn't even talk to any of the other guys after the main event uh, with me and Warren. I just got on the microphone and said, yes, and we'll be back in a, we'll be back on January 20th. And so that's kind <laughs> of, uh, that's kind of where we're at. And I went to the back and before, I'm sorry, January 23rd. And I went to the back, and people were like, hey, wait, we're doing another show on the 23rd. I'm like, well, I announced it, so I guess we, I guess we are. <laughs> um, yeah, and so then it was just booking the talent for it. Uh, and we have some really killer matches. Uh, Bobby Jackson versus Martin Casals is going to tear the house down. It's going to be super cool. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I'm wrestling Shaggy McLovin from Las Vegas. He's a fantastic talent, but I can't wait to kick him in the face. I, I was going to say that, uh, Zane, you're a big uh, fan of uh, Shaggy McLovin, right? Yeah, yeah, I've seen Shaggy a lot on, uh, I think they call him Sketch on uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. And um, I've seen him in Salt Lake before, and um, that guy is that guy is good, man. That guy has got some, I mean, that is one guy that I think, you know, you'll probably see somebody like him, uh, you know, in Impact or, or uh, AEW or something probably pretty soon because he's, you know, he's small, he's fast, he's got some very unique moves, too. So, uh, that's really neat. So, um, I notice a lot of your, um, your social media and stuff, um, you, you're with, uh, you, you, you train a lot with, with Marty the Moth. Um, we've, we've had Marty on the podcast a couple times, and what a fantastic guy, and what a great talent. Um, how did you get to know Martin and, um, you know, how did you get to work with him? Because that's a pretty big name to have at your, your promotion. Yeah. So, uh, luckily just through UCW is how I got to know Martin because he trained there, you know, he's originally from there. He's a Utah guy. And so, yeah, just through doing UCW shows and then, uh, actually just 
became really good friends with him. The few shows he came in, I did at UCW. And so he was going through some back injury stuff. And uh, so when I got the ring up in my garage, I just invited him. I said, you want to come train with us, try to work through your back injury? Because he was, he said he was getting feeling better and wanting to get going. And so, yeah, he was just, I invited him to the garage and he showed up. And, uh, yeah, we've been able to do things with him ever since, which has been awesome. It's always great to have him at training because he brings such a wealth of experience and knowledge with him that, like, a lot of us don't have. We don't have all that. We don't have the Lucha Underground experience or doing the WWE Tough Enough training and stuff like that. So it's always an awesome opportunity whenever he's there to really pick his brain and learn about things. Well, that, you'll notice a lot of the, the guys, too, that you have on this next card. Um, I've been big fans of, you know, through UCW and um, guys like Bobby Jackson. Um, that guy's rock solid, and he's great in the ring, too. And um, So just maybe share with us a little bit about... Um, you know, how these guys, what, what, are, what, are the, what do your other guys think about dive wrestling and, and maybe just a glimpse into the future of, of what's going to happen? Yeah, so a lot, of, uh, a lot of the guys really like dive wrestling because it's really, it's, it's unlike a lot of wrestling promotions where you have, where the promoter's not really a wrestler and like, so basically, I'm trying to figure out the words I want to put this in. Dive, the word I would describe dive wrestling is fun. It's a fun promotion. Everybody, like, it's a free promotion, too. So, like, if Bobby, for example, has an idea for a match that he wants to do, it's not like he has to run it past anybody. You know what I mean? It's just like, hey, we're going to do this. Cool, let's do it. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's free to their own ideas. Like, I booked the show. Me and Bobby booked the show. But everybody's free to pitch ideas to us. And a lot of the times we'll use the ideas they pitch, you know. Um, like, it's just it's such a different environment to put yourself in rather than one person controlling everything. And that's the end-all, be-all. It's um, here to so much more fun and more willing to listen to ideas and willing to work with people on what they want to do or if they want to do a certain character thing or want to cut a certain type of promo, want to do a certain type of match. It's a lot easier when it's like it's a promotion for the wrestlers. Is how I would describe it. Huh. And as far as like what's coming up in the future, we have uh, I honestly have a lot of big plans for the future. Um, a lot of this building that we have allows us to do some outdoor shows as well, and so we're going to definitely be doing some outdoor shows. Um, looking on doing a show on the twenty fourth of July, just because I think it'd be cool to have the fireworks flying up the sky the whole time. You know, um, and so yeah, there's a lot of big, a lot of big things coming for dive wrestling. Uh, even when like UCW comes back, or if we're working with the Ocean, dive is going to still be something that we're doing because it's something I've started now. You know what I mean? It's my it's my baby. I'm not going to just let it end because another promotion comes back. You know, we're either working together with them or. You know, we're always down to work with anybody, any promotion that wants to do anything with us, any talent that wants to work with us. We're more than, our doors are open for anybody and everybody. And that's, that was one of the main things that we wanted to focus on when we first started it. And when we were sitting there talking about ideas, and pitching ideas, is that we wanted it to be a place where people can come and work on their craft and have a good time doing it. Now, once again, uh, we're talking uh, to Trey Matthews. He's with uh, the promoter of 
Dive Wrestling. They're doing a show this Saturday, January the 23rd, at the Powerhouse in Roy, Utah. Uh, let's give people where this is. Let's give the uh, address and then kind of in the area of town, if you're familiar with Roy, Utah, or if you want to try to find Roy, Utah, uh, let, let's do that. Uh, Trey, can, do you have the address right in, in front of you? Yeah, I do. So it's at the Powerhouse Event Center. And the address is 5385 South, 1950 West in Roy, Utah, area code 84067. Uh, the doors are going to open at 530, and the first bell time is going to be at 6 o'clock. Um, as far as where it's at, if you're familiar with the Roy area at all, there's a McDonald's on 1900 right by the KFC, and then right behind that by the Biomat Center is the Powerhouse Promotion Building. It's really easy to find. It's not far off I-15, then, is it? No, not at all. Maybe yeah. maybe three minutes. Oh, that that's awesome. So uh, I noticed that, you know, we've we talked about Bobby Jackson being there. Uh, also, Martin Casals uh, is going to be there. But you also have some of the, the lady wrestlers. And I tell you, a lady wrestler that I've enjoyed over the years, she's a local performer. Uh, Paradise is going to be uh, at performing. She's she's a smaller competitor, but boy, she gets in there and she mixes it up, doesn't she? Dude, Paradise is such a freaking talent. She is phenomenal and has helped me so much with my personal wrestling game and really my psychology and my footwork in the ring and stuff like that. Like Paradise is amazing, and the chick she's going up against, Heidi uh, Heidi Houser, is a freaking beast, man. She is big. She is strong. It's, I'm so intrigued by this matchup, and that's kind of why I put it together. Is because I just really it's a match I've wanted to see for a while, and I'm like, let's do it. You know, it's part of the advantages of uh, being the booker and just being a fan of wrestling because I get to put together matches I really want to watch. You know, um, but yeah, this that's match cool. is going to be this match is going to be something else. And Paradise is a She's a talent that I'm surprised haven't been signed somewhere yet. Me too. Me too. That good. Yeah. Uh, so one thing I was thinking of, you know, we all talk about, you know, the WWE being the main, the main one, and and here comes AEW out of nowhere, and 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 you know, we've always talked about there's there's always room. For more promotions. I mean, the more the more wrestling us fans get to see, the better. So, I mean, what do you think about Utah wrestling as a whole? And I mean, it, there's what do you think about? Is there is there is it friendly competition? Is it going to be you know fighting for for territory? Is it going to be you know we're we're just all going to put something together for the fans. Uh, just give me your opinion on Utah wrestling as a whole and how Dive is going to fit into that. Yeah, so really Utah wrestling as a whole has always been really divided. Um, it's never really been working together, which is something that really bums me out. It's never been like, okay, well, we'll use some of your talent and you can use some of our talent and we'll just make our shows better and it's going to give our guys more opportunities to work especially when you're first starting out in wrestling. You need those repetitions. You need to be working constantly. And, yeah, unfortunately, Utah wrestling has been notoriously divided, and um, that's something that 
us at Dive Wrestling are looking to change is we're looking to kind of unite everything and work with everybody, uh, have an open relationship. I know we just started doing, we're going to be working on um, working with Devotion and using some of their talents. All of us are going to be going over there and wrestling for them as well. But one step, and then once UCW comes back, we're going to be working on doing the same thing. It's just working together and hopefully working. I like the idea of keeping the companies as a separate companies and letting, doing different shows on different weekends. But I like the idea of working together. I think if, if you call them to work together and share talent and just, It'll just make Utah, it'll make the scene a better place to be. It'll make the talent better because they're going to be working more consistently. It'll make the shows better because then you're going to have, all of a sudden, instead of having two different or three different promotions that have, oh, you have a really good guy here, and you have a really good guy there, and one more down here, instead now you're going to get all the best wrestlers on each show. It's going to be amazing. You know what I mean? That's cool. I like, I really like to hear that, um, that positivity because, you know, there's so much division everywhere, everywhere. right now. <laughs> everywhere. And, 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 yeah, for real. And that, that was, that, I really want to thank you for that because that was very encouraging, you know, for me to hear that, that you guys are willing to, you know, not stick your nose up in the air at other promotions. And, you know, e even on a larger scale, you know, we, I mean, look at what Cody you know, I mean, they're the start of AEW. I mean, he really stuck his nose up at the WWE and and really made it a point to to be basically anti WWE, which was, you know, a lot of that was was show and and blowing smoke and and fun and stuff. But uh, I just, I yeah, I want to tell you thanks for being. That was very encouraging. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, man, it's just like that's when we started out dive. That's what we really wanted. Is we just want more places to work. The more places you can work, the better the wrestler you're going to become. And honestly, the more places I can work in Utah, it's even better for me because then I don't got to be spending so much time away from my wife and my, my pets. You know, I can just go and do my shows and sleep in my own bed at night. I mean, who doesn't want to sleep in their own bed every night? Mm -hmm. You asked Sorry. the question, Zane, about uh, the state of Utah wrestling. And I think uh, as you can see what's going on recently with professional wrestling in the state of Utah – we know Martin Casals became a really big star on Lucha Underground, and the last time I talked to him was right when that back injury occurred uh, at a, a devotion event. But recently you've seen uh, some of the, especially uh, the ladies getting a lot of, uh, of uh, a, a lot of looks at some of the bigger talent. Marty Daniels, uh, who wrestled a lot at uh, UCW Zero with Paradise and a tag team. I saw them together. Marty was on All Elite Wrestling dark last uh, week and then tonight which we're recording us on wednesday night the nxt dusty road tag team tournament a recent signee from right here in utah she's is it zoe stark is that right is that what she's going by or what name do you know she's going to be going by with nxt uh let me let me double check i know it's zoe something yeah yeah she's, zoe stark yeah zoe, she, zoe stark lacey ryan that was her former name on the yeah, she's got a tough one because she's going to be part of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Tournament taking on Ember Moon and uh, Shauncee Blackheart. Uh, I can't wait to see how she reacts and how she does. And Zane, you'll be interested in this. She's performed a lot 
on a, a championship no. wrestling from Hollywood, where she had a great feud with the Killer Bay on there. Uh, at, so there is a lot of talent getting out there from the state of Utah. Devotion hooking up with Ohio Valley Wrestling. Some of their talents being there. They're being on TV everywhere. And I think it's a really great idea that you guys hook up together, try, you know, learn to, to perform because right now you're still trying to learn your craft, aren't you, Trey? I don't like working nine to five jobs. I don't, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. wrestling is my passion. It's want to do for life. There's been a lot of talk about like, uh, uh, since, you know, the, like in the West as a whole, you know, like, you know, your wrestling's always been something you've, you've thought about, you know, like Dave, you know, he was, it was, it was always something in the, in the South, you know, like, you know, Memphis and, and North Carolina and, you know, but you never thought of wrestling out West, but boy, is it growing? You know, you've got championship wrestling from Hollywood. You've got here in Utah, you know, there's several promotions here in Utah. There's, What's their name out of Colorado, Dave? That the Rocky that, Mountain uh, Pro. Rocky Mountain, Rocky Mountain Pro. Pro. Oh, they're great guys. Man. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's 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 uh, stuff in Vegas. I mean, so what do you think about um, just wrestling working its way out west? Careful. I mean, for a guy that lives out west, I couldn't be happier because it's a little easier for me to get bookings. You know what I mean? Because people don't have to, I don't have to fly myself out or drive so far, you know? The more wrestling, the better. The more promotions, the better. The more people that are going to get to work. As long as they're good, as long as they're promotions that are run safely and with people that know at least somewhat what they're doing, I couldn't be happier. You know what I mean? I'll work, in, I'll work anywhere. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I'm just I'm just there to wrestle and have a good time because when I'm in the ring, that's when I'm the happiest. When I'm training, wrestling, when I'm around my people, the fans, that's where I'm. Where I live to be, man. That's where I belong, you know. That is so awesome, Trey. So, uh, so how much are the tickets to your event on Saturday, uh, the twenty third in Roy? Yeah, dude, they're only fifteen bucks. Oh, it's fifteen dollars wow. tickets. I know. I know times are hard right now, and so. We just wanted to keep them super affordable um, because we want, especially as a new promotion starting out, we want as much people to see us as possible. Um, the show for, if you can't make it out to Roy, um, which I understand, you know, um, the show will also be streaming live on Twitch. And so we are going to be streaming the show on Twitch and some other platforms if we can get it figured out. Last show, it was a little, uh, it wasn't the best stream just because we didn't have the strongest internet connection, but we've done measures to make that better now. And so, yeah, so we'll be streaming live on Twitch. Tickets are only 15 bucks. Doors open at 5.30, I believe, and the show starts at 6. Awesome. So it's going to be a nice, it's going to be an awesome show. There's some talent there that I'm really looking forward to. Um, if you guys are familiar with High Risk at all, they're from California. Stephen Andrews and Simon Lotto. And those two, man, they can go. They were on, um, so if you, do you watch BC at, at all, being the elite? Uh, I I'm not familiar with them myself. So. I, I've never heard of BTE. Tell me about it. Oh, okay. BTE is uh, it's the Young Bucks uh, show on YouTube, Being the Elite. Oh, being, oh, oh okay, they, yeah. Yeah, Being the Elite. Oh, so they were on, okay, okay. So, yeah, Simon Lotto and uh, Steve Andrews were on Being the Elite a couple times and had some matches with, like, 
they had matches with SCU and yeah, so those incredible talent, even better guys. You know what I mean? Wow. and Andrews actually started training with the young bucks in the California area. So yeah, they're amazing. Like the talent that we have on this show is ridiculous. Like Remy Marcel from Vegas and Cody Devine, um, they're both incredible talent. So this show is going to be killer. I'm so like I'm really looking forward to it, and I think it. I think it helps that I'm a big fan of wrestling, and so I watch the indies. Like, I watch the low indies, the high indies. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know where I want to pull talent from. And if, and if you're a wow. fan, you're more likely to watch it critically uh, and uh, be able to see a little bit uh, of the things that work and what doesn't work. And, and also with your skill set, I'm impressed that you say that you watch a lot of wrestling because – uh, that's the only way you're going to learn is watching and learn how to do the promos and, and how to do the moveset. And then it's also a lot of it is reacting to that crowd and, and knowing how to relate to the crowd. And I think that's one thing that uh, the, when the guys are first starting off, they they really struggle with uh, react, you know, getting reaction from the crowd. And so I, I really am glad that you're talking about that. And I've seen you work uh, when you're with the brother Smith, and I know you know how to get the crowd involved. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brother Smith was a super easy character to get the crowd involved with, though, too. Like, sometimes you don't have the characters that are that easy. Like, now my character is different. I don't have that kind of, uh, it's not as easy to get the crowd involved. Because, like, with the Brother Smith, all I'd have to do is chant shame and point my finger, and the crowd (laughs) would all go wild and go with me, you know? Um, But, yeah, now now it's different stuff. I have different chants and stuff that people do, and it's great. You know, the crowd... I'm very lucky that fans like me and enjoy my wrestling style. Um, you know, uh, one thing I want to, to – I always mention this on the show. So, Dave, forgive me if I'm a broken record because you probably are like, oh, my gosh, he's going to go into the back the, – the, the behind-the-scenes stuff again. <laughs> I told you, Trey, he was going to do that. I told Trey before you got on, you're going to talk about behind-the-scenes. Go for it. Well, I just I, – I, um, I always talk – about I, I just I I'm infatuated and I I I love um, and I'm intrigued by what goes into making a promotion happen. Um, you know I from everything from from like you said finding the venue to uh, the music hitting and and you know you're getting pumped to setting up the ring. Uh, you know, what, what is it like being a promoter and 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 then and being behind the scenes and going, oh my gosh, like I've got to put this whole show together. I can't just show up and maybe help set up the ring or the chairs. It's like you're responsible now to make sure our the Twitch feed is going, to make sure that you got the cameras rolling, to make sure the lights are good, to make sure the talent shows up. You know, I mean, maybe share a little bit about. I mean, was that something that was kind of surprising or unexpected to you, or were you ready to take that on, or what do you think? Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the amount of work that goes into putting on a show is something that I could have never even imagined. Um, it was a lot. It's a lot harder than I ever thought it was going to be. Um, I definitely have new respect for every promoter out there because, like, it is so difficult to put on a show like show week, like this whole week is the most stressful week of the month for me because it's like i got to make sure i got my talents all lined up i got everybody coming they know the call time they know when they're going to be there 
I got music. I got to get promo pictures from everybody leading up to the month so I can get those cool graphics out. Um, yeah, but as far as, like, we're lucky enough that the building that we have it is also where we train, so the ring gets to stay up. So that's one less stress. That's really nice. Um, yeah, but then, so call times usually, let's say, for example, call times at 3.30, so when everybody wants to show up, it's 3.30. So I probably get to the building at around noon or 11.30, and I start getting, making sure my production guy's ready to go with all the lights, music. I have the list. I have the match cards listed out. I'm getting the ropes tight. I have all the concessions because I just do all my own concessions. You know, I just go to Costco and buy the things. Um, so just making sure I have all that, making sure the ropes are tight, chairs are set up, making sure everything's set up for the screen, internet's working. Making sure our cameras are fully charged and we have the right kind of cables and anything we need to run with that. Um, making sure the talent's getting there. Once they're getting there, making sure they know what they're doing for sure, their time, what I want from the match, stuff like that. And then on top of all that, keeping so then once the show does start, keeping track of all the times of the matches, giving critiques so people come back through the curtain, and then trying to get ready for my own match, you know, and uh, – getting ready to do all that stuff is just it's so crazy busy but putting together the first show and doing the first show was so much fun like i seriously i enjoyed it so much more than i ever thought i was going to because i've always i've always wanted to run my own promotion i think like it's always been a dream of mine i just thought like wow how cool would it be then i would have my own ring and then i could just train and play in it whenever i want but yeah having and running my own promotion is so cool and luckily I have a lot of guys that are there to help me out like it's really a family atmosphere anything I need from I know I can call up any of my guys especially if they're local and they will help me with literally anything I need them to do for me like for example uh, Kevin which is Kev West uh, he'll be on the show Saturday I was getting new padding for the ring and I couldn't fit it all in my car I called him and said hey man can you help me and this was all the way in like uh, it was in Murray where I was getting the padding He's like, oh, yeah, no problem. He was there within five minutes, helped me load up my car and drive it all the way down to Roy, helped me unload it, and they just drove back home. So I just know, like, any of my guys will help me out with anything I need. So it's a really cool, it's really a family environment as far as, like, putting everything together goes. And everybody's so cool and really cooperative and really great about pitching the ideas. And, well, hey, do you think I could work this place in? And, like, yeah, I'm sure we can make that work out. You know what I mean? So it really... It takes a lot of the stress and the burden off my shoulders as far as running everything. That's um, so cool. That's so cool. See, Dave, I told you I was infatuated by that. <laughs> well, you already told you said you were you said you were a young whippersnapper. Is that including that my uh, my snapper is old now? I mean, is that what you're referring <laughs> there? So I guess Dave, you, know, you know one thing is one thing is for certain, Dave. You will always be older than me. Oh, and that's <laughs> true. <laughs> well, you know, Trey, we want to wish you the best of luck, and uh, I might not be able to be there Saturday, but I, I sure will try to get down as soon as the pandemic uh, comes. It's a little bit closer to me to come to Roy uh, than it is to go all the way to Salt Lake. Although I plan to go to see some devotion wrestling this summer too. So we wish you the best, and please let us know uh, what we can do uh, to help you out. This is TurnbuckleTrash.net. Those guys look big and mean. I think they want to hurt us. What do you call that, a flying springboard knee to the face? Oh, that works. 
I like to hurt people. Pretending to wrestle is the most fun in the whole world. The thoughts and opinions heard on the proceeding program are not necessarily those of an intelligent human being. If you don't agree with them, get your own dang pod. Dummy. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for listening. And in the immortal words of Ric Flair, Woo! You're not even past the sixth grade yet. I'm a little bit of a, a younger whippersnapper than Dave, you know. This is a psychopath right here. Oh, I got the right to party. <laughs> Hi, Dave. Yes, Dave. That's almost physically impossible doing that. Hey, I can't shove it there. There's no way. The, the behind the scenes stuff again. <laughs> I told you, Trey, he was going to do that. I told Trey before you got on, you're going to talk about behind the scenes. Go for it.